Hello and welcome. My name is Andrew and this is the Who Dat Discussion, a New Orleans Saints podcast where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. And this is going to be another off-season edition of the Who Dat Discussion as the Saints they are starting um, rookie minicamp so, um, this weekend on Saturday, so we're going to preview that um, in this episode. And then also we're going to talk about you know more what the Saints can do um, in, the, uh, in, the, you know, in the rest of the offseason here. And then also we're going to look at um, where the Saints stand with other teams in the league because I think it's we got to start looking at that. We're going to look at the Saints, Saints, Saints. But there are 31 other teams, and we'll see how the Saints um, compare it to the other leagues. A lot of um, projections have came out today, so... Um, we're going to really go over all of that. Also, a lot of free agent news. Um, it, no Saints players signed anything, but you know, former Saints players um, signed deals. Players the Saints have um, uh, went for um, interviews and stuff like that with Ziggy Ansa. He signed with the Seahawks. The Saints did not get him. So that was kind of interesting as well. So I think um, we're just going to get right um, into you know talking about some news here because there was a lot of news here. And I think... You know, as we go into this next stage of kind of the offseason after the draft and stuff, you will see these guys kind of come off the board. There's still a lot. There are a lot of free agents left. I just want to say that. Um, I do think the Saints will pick up a few free agents. I don't know who it's going to be, but I definitely, um, you know, think it's a possibility. But we'll start off with some, you know, signings that actually happened. Benjamin Watson, former Saints tight end that retired, then unretired. And he's going to be playing for the um, New England Patriots, which is to me, not a surprise at all. Um, I think the Saints, you know, not that they did the right thing of not signing him, but they don't need to sign a tight end. To me, they have a lot of depth at tight end. They got four players or maybe even five tight ends right now that could be on NFL rosters. And I think that's really, really huge. I think they got the top, um, you know, I think a top tight end with Jared Cook, one of the top five, I would say. Probably at number five around there. I'm really high on Jared Cook. I do think he's a huge addition for the Saints here. And then also... Um, also, Ziggy, as we said earlier, Ziggy Anza did sign with the Seahawks, which is a player that I, I kind of hope the Saints would have got because I think they do need that pass rusher if you know if they're going to get one here. I think that would be really good um, for the Saints. I know Ziggy Anza's on and off. He's um, you know sometimes you know very very productive, gets four sacks a game, and then the next time he won't get he'll get zero sacks in ha- you know eight games half a season. So that's the type of player he is. I think the Saints could have used him with Davenport, and it would have worked out good. They do not. And look, it's not a bad thing that the Saints did this, but I do think that they, the Saints, you know, they could have, you know, they, I think they do need another pass rusher. Um, it, maybe one of these undrafted free agents will come up, be really good, you know, as we said last week. But I don't know if that's going to happen, um, you know, right away. It's, these guys are so young and they weren't even drafted. So, you know, it's tough to say that they're going to make immediate impacts. It's tough, you know, for, you know, teams to really project that. Um, so I'm just going to, you know, uh, so I'm just gonna, um, you know, tell you some guys that the Saints could sign here um, with a little, um, you know, time left in free agency and that whole um, thing here. Here's some just defensive, um, you know, defensive linemen here the Saints could get. And first, the Dominican Sue. Would I be surprised if the Saints go after him? No, because Sue's that player that could flex out and play defensive end as well as defensive tackle. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they went out, got Sue. We, um, you know, we know he visited with the Saints last year. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they brought him in for another visit. You know, he still hasn't signed. We don't know what kind of deal he's looking for, too, though. I mean, look, he can get that long-term deal. He's probably looking for that long-term deal. But maybe, you know, he's going to look for the short-term deal, just, you know, one-year prove-it deal, and then see what happens next year. Maybe it's a big year with the Saints or something, and they move on, um, you know, from that. You know, I think he had four and a half sacks last year. I think he kind of had maybe a little of a down year. But, look, if you compare him and Rankins together – 
um, by the end of the year. That's that's really good. You know, they can not that they can split um, uh, snaps, but you know, whatever they can share snaps with all the other guys. It wouldn't be a bad option, and he can split out to to play defensive te- uh, defensive end. Excuse me, there, and that would obviously be really helpful. You know, for the Saints' needs right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if they went out and got Sue. Excuse me, there. Uh, you know, I feel like you know he could definitely. Um, you know, he's going to help the Saints if they on the team. He's a definitely an upgrade over what, you know, they have now, which I think they're very, they're one of the most depth positions on the team. But, you know, I, I think you never could have as much depth and, you know, you can move that to defensive end. Because I think right now it's wide receiver and defensive end. And really after that, the Saints are pretty solid at every position. So, look, I mean, I'd, I'd be fine if they went out and got Sue. I mean, look, what I've been wanting is Anza Moore. That, that, that's where you can debate a little bit, but Anza's not on the board anymore. So I think Sue's a player. He's going to get a sats. He did a four and a half last year, so maybe he puts up, maybe he plays a little more defensive end and he gets like seven. But, you know, we could see what happens there. But I do think that he could, he's going to be a possible target for the Saints as you know, we move closer to the season. Another um, defensive lineman here is going to be Shane Ray from the Broncos. He's a former first-round pick. And you know he was in 2016. He was really good. He had eight sacks in that season, but he only has 14 career sacks. Um, you know, after that 2006, um, he's only has 14 career sacks. Period in three years, so he's only been able to put up six sacks in the last two years, which is not um very good. He put up 21 out of his 23, uh, 30, 21 out of 33 QB hits in 2016. So I mean, look, he was a good rookie, but then after that, you know. Um, he'd not really been that good. And that's really because of injuries. He was a very, um, you know, promising player, but then he's missed 13 games in the last two seasons. So maybe, you know, change the scenery comes here, does really good stuff for the Saints. So I wouldn't be surprised that, you know, the Saints went out and got, um, you know, Ray there. He's a player that maybe, you know, he can help. He's kind of like that Anzalone type player. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints went out and got Ray. I, I think the Saints could get him. It's another player, I think. I put him right up there with Sue. Not as high profile. But I think the Saints are more likely to get a non-profile player at this position. Just someone like an Alex Okafor, who wasn't high profile um, You know, when the Saints got him. Now Saints fans know him because he's been on the team for a couple of years. Um, but... You know, I think he could be that type player like Alex Okafor with a lot of potential. Had some, you know, had one really great season, and you know, really just got to put all that talent together. He's that type of player that can do that. So I would definitely look at that as an option um, for the Saints. There, also defensive lineman Muhammad Wilkerson. The Saints brought him in um, for a visit um, last year, just like Sue. They did not sign him, but look, he had 44 and a half career sacks with the Jets and um, 103 career, uh, career QB hits. Uh, not QB hits, just hits, uh, tackles for loss, excuse me, there. And, and that was in seven years with the Jets. So um, that's obviously really good in, you know, seven years. That's um, how many sacks is that about? It's about like seven, six sacks. That's pretty good. Um, you know, seven, six sacks. I take that. Again, he's the type of player that can get in there. Um, and I think that, you know, with with him, Wilkerson kind of like the Sioux. I'd rather have Sioux, but if, um, you know, Wilkerson's going to have a smaller contract, maybe he only gets like a one-year, um, you know, $4 million or something like that, maybe I go Wilkerson over giving, you know, Sioux a huge contract. So I think, you know, all is good there. I'd be very happy with him as well. Um, I, I'd rather have Ray probably than all of them because I just want a defensive end there. I don't, I don't think the Saints need a defensive tackle. They have a lot of them. And um, I think they're, you know, I think they're solid at that position. I think defensive end they need. So I'd rather have a defensive end than a defensive tackle. But that's just my, um, you know, view there for the Saints, um, you know, defensive end situation. Also, some news is that Des Bryant is running routes again. And now he's starting to turn up field. I had him slipping on one, but then the next day he ran right through it on a really nice route. 
I, I think Dez is coming back strong. He's running again. He's catching passes. He's going to be ready, I think, for the opening day or at least around that first couple of games. And I do think the Saints should give him a shot. He said he was going to be back in New Orleans. So he could be saying that just for like smokescreen or he can be serious, which I wouldn't be surprised either way. Um, you know, we all know, you know, Des Bryant, very vocal on social media. I don't think he would tell a lie there. I think he's very truthful all there, which is actually, it's really nice um, for fans to really have a person that's really honest on social media. That's really cool there. And I think the Saints really should resign him. I really think they should. And I think he would become the Saints pure number two receiver. What does that say about the Saints more than maybe Des Bryant? Maybe. But I think that's proved to be seen. At least to have him, um, you know, come out here and, you know, fight in uh, training camp, see what happens. Maybe he makes this roster as that number two player. And if he doesn't um, show up and maybe he's not really a huge upgrade over, you know, player they have now like Kirkwood or, you know, Humphreys who they just got in the undrived free agents, maybe you don't keep him. But I do think that, you know, he could be an option for the Saints. I think they should resign him. And I think they should, I think they will resign him. I think that's a player that the Saints will bring back. See, the Saints, if they made two signings with Ray and um, Des Bryant, that would be, you know, good for me. And I'd be really happy about, um, you know, those moves. And I think this, it's that, to me, it's a, it's a possibility. Um, I think it's a high possibility that the Saints, at least on one of these guys, maybe um, two, but, uh, but don't be surprised, you know, um, if they get no one, but I do think that the Saints should get at least one. Of the, I really, um, I'm not going to say 100%, but 90% sure the Saints will get one of these guys or just one more player. I do not think they are done in free agency. Um, you know, and also, uh, as I said earlier, mini camp for rookies does um, start this week. And I think that's, you know, it's cool. Um, we're going to see some, you know, drills here. We're going to see some players throwing. Um, you know, throwing the ball, maybe um, we're going to have, um, you know, all the receivers catching. We don't really have any quarterbacks in here, so maybe not. Um, we won't see that many, you know, passes thrown, but we'll see a lot of passes catched. We're going to see, um, you know, offensive lineman uh, Eric McCoy in action. We're going to see, um, you know, Chauncey in action, Gardner Johnson. He's going to be in action. Um, and obviously all the other players. We have a lot of undrafted free agents. It was a big undrafted free agent class. Also, everybody else, um, you know, we're going to get to see um, some of the, you know, Saquon Hampton. That's another player I want to see, see what he can do, his athleticism. I'm kind of interested about that. Um, also, you know, to me, you just got to look at, um, you know, Caden Ellis, another player who I think could be a breakout player for the Saints. I just want to see these guys play, and I can't wait to see all the highlight videos from you know, those days. And you'll hear all, I want to hear Sean Payton speak. I want to hear everybody speak. And it's just, to me, it's going to be a good weekend of, you know, Saints football. So that's obviously um, some really, uh, really good stuff here. And um, I think that's going to wrap up our news segment. So now we're going to move on um, kind of to where do the Saints stack up with the rest of the NFL? Because now we're going to have, we have a over under now prediction for the Saints with wins and losses. Um, we're going to do two over-unders, and it's going to be about 10 wins. That's the Saints over-under right now. 10.5 is about, which is very high. It's the second high in the league. Usually it's not higher than that because, I mean, how many people are going to vote, you know, over-under, like 12 wins? It's very hard to get over 12 wins um, instead of under. A lot of things could go, you know, you need a lot of things to go right to get 13 wins. That's why, you know, I know people are sad about the same season, but they had a very good season last year, and it's something to build off of. I don't think people say, oh, the Saints won't be as good. No, you just build off of it. You know, it's a very similar team. So I think you could just build off of it, hopefully. You know, it's not like the Saints have been, like, overly healthy either. I think they've just been having good depth and just good teams. And, I, you know, I think that helps. Maybe this year they're extremely healthy and they go really far. But I, I don't think they've been, like, you know, blessed with, like, great non-injury seasons. You know, the Saints had Sheldon Rankins go down last season. They had Taron Armstead go down halfway through. Like, they had their injuries, um, but they were able to withstand. At the beginning of the year, they were, you know, they had Patrick Robinson go down, who was their best corner, 
you know, up to that point when he was playing. So to me, you know, look, did they have any huge players go out? No, they didn't have like Breeze or Ingram or Kamara or Mike Thomas go out, but they did have some big pieces with Rankins, Robinson, um, you know, Armstead. And, you know, that's why I just wanted to say that. Um, I don't think that we were, you know, not real by the people, because people think, you know, the mainstream media thinks we just got lucky one year. I don't think that. I think we should be right back, um, you know, where we belong really. And that's really at the top here. So we're going to start with best chance to win the Super Bowl. This is by ESPN's FPI. I usually, when the season was on, I was doing their rankings with the Saints' chances to win the game. So now we're going to do a little FPI with chances to win the Super Bowl, chances to win, you know, most likely Super Bowl matchups, um, you know, most chance to win um, NFC, all that fun stuff. So here, best chance to win the Super Bowl. First is the Chiefs at 16%, but guess who's right behind him is the Saints at 15%. Uh, New England, they're at 12%. Same with the Rams. And the Colts are at 6 which to me, kind of interesting there um, that the Chiefs are number one. I kind of think the Patriots are number one. When I'm looking at the, the AFC, I really think the Patriots um, are going to come out of there and unless something you know obscene happens, which is possible. But I think the Patriots will be coming out of there. Um, I mean, I think that's it's, it's probably going to happen. I mean, let's face it. They've come out of there basically every year, and I don't think that would stop now. Um, most likely Super Bowl matchups, Saints-Chiefs, that's number one at six, 7%. At number two is Saints-Patriots at 6%. And also the Saints are at the fifth most uh, percentage. That's Saints-Colts at 3%. So I think that's also um, you know pretty interesting there. Um, also to win, um, you know, the games to win, um, the Saints are over under 10.1 wins for FBI, 10.5 from Vegas. So... Over, under, right now, I'm going to go over. I do think the Saints, you know, looking at their schedule, I think 12 wins is a, I think they're going to probably get around 12 wins. Oh, it's very early to say that, but I think 12 wins. I may change one one way or the other a couple of games, but overall, I think right now my baseline is about 12 wins for the Saints. 13 wins is really tough to get. So, look, I may say the Saints will go 13-3, but it's tough to go 13-3 and every year. I mean, you can see the Patriots, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, go to 13-3 every single year. You may go, you know, 11-5 one year, 12-4. But, you know, if you have success in the playoffs, you know, you'll be, um, you know, fine with that. So I think that's, you know, I think that's where the Saints will be. They probably will be over 10 wins. And I'm going to go over here for this one. The Saints have a 77% chance to make the playoffs as of today. 61% chance to win the division, which I think is a little low. 77%, to me, 77% make the playoffs is about right. But 61% to win the division. I think the Saints may run away with this division early like this year. Um, I just not sold on any of these NFC South teams. I really, I think the Panthers are going to have an, a really dreadful year. I don't think they're going to be good at all. I think, you know, they can have, you know, a below six win season. I think the Bucks probably will have a below six win season and the Falcons, I think will be our only competition here. And they just, they haven't been able to put it all together since, you know, their meltdown in the Super Bowl. So I don't think that, you know, they're going to be huge competition to us. So I, I think we will be able to win this division and probably I put it more than 60. I guess 61% is really high because, you know, that means no one's more than, you know, probably 20% on here, you know, besides that. But, you know, the Saints should be runaway divi- division and you know, playoff contenders if everything goes correctly. I don't want to jinx anything, but I do think that, you know, is where the Saints were headed. I just want to say that, and, you know, the rest of the league, um, you know, when you're just looking at wins here, um, Chiefs are at 10.3 wins. Um, Patriots at 10.5 wins. Rams are at 10.1 wins, just like the Saints are. This is FBI here. Colts are at 9.2. Bears are at 9.1. Phillies at 9.4. Um, so, you know, all in that, you know, range, you know, that type of range um, there, you know, for the NFL. Dallas is all the way at eight. Um, that's kind of interesting. 
Um, I thought they'd be a little more higher up in the list. Atlanta is eighth on the eight, eight wins, but they only have a 22% chance. Yeah, that's what I was um, alluding to. Probably only 20% of the, um, you know, the people, um, 20% of the, um, you know, when you look at the Saints already of 60, 20% sounds about right for the Falcons and 10 for, you know, the last two. Um, they're the Bucks on you know, they're over under six and um the where are the Panthers? They're seven over under. Yeah, I take the under with that. Um Bucks six. I probably get I think I'll take the under there. And Falcons, I and maybe I just take the uh, I made all the under all three. Um maybe I'll go push because I, I think the Falcons probably will get around eight wins. But I but I if you know the Saints get eleven or twelve, and that's a four I mean, when you're four games in your division, that's a lot. To me, that's a runaway. So they're only sixteen games. So you know, look, right now, that's what I'm thinking for the Saints. Look, it may not be um, that way. You know, it may be in a couple of days. You know, injuries can happen. But also, um, I just wanted to say this, just speaking of injuries, um, defensive end, huge defensive end for the Buccaneers, uh, JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul, had a neck injury in a car accident. He probably will be out for the season. That's huge, obviously. And, you know, it's bad because you don't want to – look, guys, I don't want – you know, obviously – um, you know, the Saints are you know, the Bucks rivals and everything, but we don't want their players, you know, to get in car accidents and stuff. That's really, you know, tragic there. And I hope he makes a full uh, recovery there. Because, you know, guys, we, we don't we want to beat guys a full beat these teams at full strength. You know, I think that's what the Saints want to do. Um here, here's chance at um a number one pick. Let's see where the Saints are on this one. They're not even listed here. They're below one percent. Yeah, so I mean, look, that's uh the number one pick. That's kind of interesting. Um five toughest schedules here. Saints are not on that list. Five easiest schedule Saints aren't on that list either. But, um, you know, the Patriots are the, the easiest schedule. Why is that? I just want to know. Um, why do the Patriots always get the easiest schedule? Jets are 31st. Uh, Phillies 29th. Giants are 28th. That's kind of interesting because they both – because they all play the AFC East, which has the, you know, Jets, Dolphins, and Bills. That's why, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, I guess. Um, you know, what the Patriots always get. A, you know, they usually get a good favorable schedule. Um, I, I think the Saints are kind of – I think they're 22nd. Right schedule. That's I mean, look, this team last year had a top five ranked schedule, and they ran right through that. Um, and look, obviously they had some balls fall their way, but I think that's also you have a really hard schedule. So now schedule is not as hard. We'll be able to maybe maybe we don't need you know an extra point missed by a, a field goal kicker because you know this teams are just not as good as what we're playing. So I wouldn't be surprised either way there. But that's really where the Saints to me are stacking up at the top. Um, they're ranked number one in Elliot Harrison's power rankings. They were just ranked um, best offense in the league by the, uh, I believe, the Good Morning Football crew. So the Saints are—they're going to be a contender. We all know that they got the most complete team um, award. I think the Saints are really complete. And this is all just going to transition to our, um, you know, next topic, and that's going to be, um, you know, what are the Saints' most complete positions here? Kind of bringing that top five um, segment back from last offseason. So what are the Saints' most top? five um you know complete positions here and i didn't put them in any order but i'm just gonna roll them off here first is quarterback this this quarterback room to me um they got contributors they got two contributors in the quarterback room with Taysom hill and drew Brees, and you probably got drew Brees's heir apparent and teddy bridgewater all in the one room that's what you want it's probably the best quarterback room in the league. Probably it definitely is the best quarterback room in the league. I think Teddy Bridgewater would probably start for half of the NFL to me, it's just it, – it's a really um, – or maybe not. I, I, think, I think he could be. I think he could start for about half the NFL, especially if he got a full training game as a starter in. Um, I, I think – I'm you know, pretty – I think he's an average QB. Um, so, I guess half that makes sense um, there if you don't for the Saints. Um, Drew Brees, obviously, legend, top three quarterback in the league, top two. 
Um, you can say, and then, you know, um, Taysom Hill, Jack of all trades. We know his impact on the field, um, you know, what he can do at so many positions. So to me, that's the, that's a really complete group, probably the most complete group on the Saints. Also, um, you know, you got to give it um, to this linebacking group. There's, I mean, look, you have a lot of studs here. Um, obviously, the first three, that's, I mean, that's complete three-starter tandem with, um, you know, um, Demario Davis, AJ Klein, and then also Alex Anzalone. But then you add Caden Ellis to that group. Um, to me, it makes it even more, excuse me, that, that makes it even more um, complete. And then also, um, you know, when you're looking at it, I just think this group, they just, I mean, they gel together really nice. And I, I think what they do do is that, you know, they really made a difference for the Saints of this season. Craig Robinson adding to that. He's another player that can kind of star for the Saints. Fitz Beagle is a good special teams player. These guys, they're just energizing the whole defense here. They're the guys that keep this defense going. Obviously, you have, you know, huge leaders in DeMario Davis and Craig Robinson. So to me, that's just, you know, it's, to me, that's really, really big um, for the Saints. There also, you got to look at um, their DB group. This group is crazy. Um, what they've went through in two years, it's nuts. Really good stuff of what, you know, the Saints have went through. Obviously, you have Lattimore at the top, who's, you know, locked down, put him on, you know, the marsh. Um, you know, you don't get out of there if you're a wide receiver. Great corner. We all know about Marshawn Lattimore. But then you got to look into the other ones. You know, first you look at Eli Apple. We get him, to me, solid second corner. I think the Saints will resign him. That will be all good. Then your third corner is Patrick Robinson, who played very solid in that slot corner role. You also, um, you know, got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. He's kind of like your backup um, nickel corner. Then you have P.J. Williams on top of that, who was great um, with, you know, when Patrick Robinson was out. That's crazy. You have five starting guys right out of the box. Really good. And then you have guys that started in the past and had starting potential. Maybe they just need a little more to fulfill it, like, you know, Kenny, a Kenny Crawley-type player there. So, to me, you know, when you're looking at the Saints DBs, you have Justin Hardy, Chris Banjo. I mean, look, they got it all. These guys, you know, they can play. Their whole group. You can. Need, I, I'll put the safeties and quarterbacks in here because, to me, both are extremely deep and versatile. And to me, just, um, you know, to me, that's just really, really good. Also, this running back group, very, very deep as well. This tight end group, really deep. This offensive line is really deep. I think they're all just as deep, guys. I, I'm sorry. It's just when I'm looking at it, <laughs> compared to NFL, um, other NFL teams, um, you know, how, what can you really say? When you're looking at quarterback, there are two starters on here, then Taysom Hill, who's a contributor. Um, that's really good. Running back, you have Latavius Murray, who's kind of that, you know, he's probably not quite a starting running back. But, you know, whatever. He's right there with number two. And then you have Alan Kamara, who's a top, probably top five running back in the league. I'll say it there. Yeah, he's top five. Um, great running back. We all know what he can do, especially, you know, when he wasn't with Ingram, he did amazing stuff. Um, people were singing his praises when he was getting all the work done in the Saints' backfield. Wide receivers, look, they still got the best, one of the best receivers in the game to me, top three with Mike Thomas. After that, there's a little of a drop. So, I think they do have to add to our receiver. I'm going to say that. Um, I would I'm not thought I'd be upset if they don't add to it, but I think mid-year maybe. The Saints, look, they're going to get their guy. We knew that coming in. If they don't find their guy now, they'll find it in during the season. So I, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints wins the season with you know this uh, wide receiver in core. But I would like them to go out and get a Des Bryant type player. I'd call it complete. Maybe not complete. You know, depth worthy top five, but at least it's average to above average. You know, for you know a Super Bowl type team there. Um, you know, for the Saints. Offensive line, 
look, they lost a couple. They lost Max Unger. Uh, Jermon Bushrod still hasn't signed yet. Maybe he's still, you know, tampering with retirement, stuff like that. So to me, when looking at it, I, I do think that it's still extremely, um, you know, deep. Because you look at it, you, first you have Armstead, which we all know about him. Andrews Pete, if he's healthy, I think he's an average left guard. Center, look, that's Eric McCoy probably now, who I th- really a first-round talent. We'll see what he can do. Um, and, but then you have... Um, right behind him, you got Nick Easton, who's going to be that sixth guy for the Saints, probably just like Senio Calamente was. So it's made a great move there, huge move. Then you have Larry Walford, who we all know, Pro Bowler, two-time Pro Bowler with the Saints, really solid signing by Mickey Loomis two years ago. And then to finish it out is Ryan Ramchek, who the Saints are probably going to have to pay in a couple of years. But to me, that's also, you know, that's a lot of depth there. You got probably six starters. That I mean, I wouldn't call it top five depth on the Saints, but that's a good, um, you know, group there. When you're going to, you know, the defense, defensive line, I think, needs more depth. Um, defensive tackles, to me, have a lot of depth, but not defensive ends. The linebackers, we said, uh, secondary said there. So that's just what I feel. It kind of didn't get to a top five, but kind of just, like, going over the Saints' depth. I think this team is just so much um, potential. I, I really do. I, when you're looking at the roster, it's just, like, you know, starter after starter after starter after, you know, player that can play their role. Very, very good. And that's what this team's looking. They got your stars. You got your starters. You got your role players. And that's and and you got your tough edge. You got your. Um, I think this team's really a family together. They have their culture. They have everything that you know dynasties have. And now they just gotta finish the. They gotta finish the table. They gotta. Fin- I think maybe that should be, um, the Saints. You know, slogan like finish finish it off. You know, I, I think that. You know, I think that's. Um, you know what's gonna be for the Saints. I think that should be you know Sean Payton's next. Let's finish it off. You know, we got to the 2017. We got to the Minnesota Miracle. We got one step away from the NFC Championship. Year after we get to the NFC Championship and we fall short because of an awful ref call by the refs. Now let's finish it. Let's finish it. Let's get to the Super Bowl and win. I, I think that should be our not proven right because proven right is still on 2018 team. 2019 team should be finish it off. Finish it. And I, I, I think that's what this team should do. So should I start ending my uh, the podcast on finish it? Uh, and um, I think that maybe finish the deal. Uh, I think maybe that, that's what we should do. Finish the deal. That should be a, that'd be a cool um, way to end the podcast. And I think it should be a good slogan for the Saints um, there as well. So I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, enjoyed all these episodes, you can follow us on Twitter at the Hoot at this. We're getting close to a thousand followers on Twitter. So thank you to everybody. And, you know, if, if you've seen any Saints fans that, you know, don't follow our channel and don't watch, definitely, guys, definitely tell them. You know, I think that's how this channel grows the most is by, you know, people telling other Saints fans, you know, you guys, um, you know, loyal group here, loyal group of Saints fans, you know, loyal group of this channel um, and this podcast definitely tell other saints fans that you know you like the show and um that's really how it keeps growing word of mouth and stuff like that um so we're getting close so i think we're like 60 um followers away maybe 70 followers so we're getting there to a thousand that will be a huge milestone um for me maybe we'll do a giveaway or something if we get there you will see how it um, works out there on instagram we are at the who that discussion definitely hit us up on there on Podomatic, we are at the Hoot at Discussion, and then also you could subscribe to our YouTube channel, iTunes channel, Google Play channel, and our Spotify channel at the Hoot at Discussion on YouTube. Please hit that notification bell, hit that thumbs up button, and then also leave a comment below, please. And guys, if you have any questions, I haven't said this in a while, but definitely comment them on any site. I will definitely see them. I checked all the sites every day, so I'm definitely looking for questions. Um, you know, t- tweet me at the Hoot at Discussion. Uh, we all know that. And then also um, you can email us at thehoodatdis at gmail.com if you want to 
get some questions in there as well. I just want to hear you guys' questions. I want to hear you guys' feedback, all that um, fun stuff there. So with all that said, I just wanted to say thank you, finish the deal, and who dat?